Lekut HaSichas Chelik Yitches The Sicha on Shvuas Sicha Beis A summary of the Sicha We know that Shvuas is connected to three Jewish leaders Moshe Rabbeinu because that's the day of Matan Torah Shvuas David HaMelech who, who passed whose yard site is on Shvuas and the Vashem also whose yard site is on Shvuas and since uh, since these three people are connected to this day of Shavuos, there must be something that uh, that is common to them that they share, which is the reason that they all are connected to Shavuos, and that their connection is in the context of what Shavuos is, which is Matan Torah. So they're connected through this idea of Matan Torah. On the other hand, even though they're all connected. But there must be something that each one brings to the table that the other ones don't. There's, some, there's a contribution that each one independently brings to this um, connection. One of the things that the three of them share is that each one, in addition to the fact that each one was a leader, um, a king or a leader amongst the Jewish people, there's also something else. Each one was the first of his type of leadership. Moshe Rabbeinu was the very first king of the Jewish people, leader of the Jewish of all the Jewish people, and according to the Rambam, he was the king, so he was the first king of all the Yidden. David Hamelach was the first in the lineage of Malchus based David, which became eventually it came after him the eternal kingship of the Jewish people. Kingship would never be removed from the from the descendants of David Hamelach, and he was the first one. And the Baal Shemta was the first of the leaders of Chassidus. And since that's the point that they share, that they're all king's leaders, so how they influence Ishvuas, Matan Torah, is through this point that by Matan Torah the Yidin became a Mamleches Kayanim, a, king, uh, a nation of princes, of kings. Each one, Moshe Rabbeinu and David HaMelech and the Baal Shemta, each are influence our ability to carry out this position of Mamlechaskaina being a kingdom of princes. What's the connection between being a prince, a king, and Matantaira? So we we understand that what is what exactly is a king? A king means somebody that is above and beyond, aloof from in a good way from the Hamainam, from the from the rest of the nation. He is stands alone and above he has to be treated and that all his needs have to be provided for him. Whatever he wants has to be fulfilled fully and nothing can stand in the way. As it says, that if a king, uh, together, a king, if he wants to go from point A to point B and there's somebody's fences in between, he just breaks through the fence and nobody can stop him. If a king says he can uproot a mountain, all of his needs have to be delivered. That's the point of a king. And the same happened to the Yidin by Matan Torah. The Yidin were elevated Mamtonu, as, as we say in the davening, Mamtonu, you elevated us above the nations, and not just above the nations, but above the world in general, above the, phys- the, the natural reality, we are completely removed above that. In other words, when a Yid perfectly fulfills Hashem's will through uh, Torah, mitzvahs, then we are above the reality of the world not only will all of our needs be fulfilled, will be delivered and in a very plentiful way but our work will be done by others we won't have to be, even do the physical work that it needs to get, uh, get done it will be done by others just like a king 
what this means in our personal Avedah, when a Yid needs to carry out a mitzvah. So we have to put ourselves in a frame of mind that nothing can interfere with doing that mitzvah. There is a, there is a reality of, the, of a natural reality, but that shouldn't in any way interfere with our carrying out the mitzvah. Whenever there's a conflict between the physical reality and our need to do a mitzvah, we stand above the physical reality and we dedicate ourselves to do the mitzvah. That's our attitude. And when we have that re- uh, attitude, then we will have the ability to fulfill the mitzvah, not by having to fight off the Yetzirah and fight off all kinds of interferences. It will all happen in a very smooth, without difficulty, in a smooth way without difficulty. But of course you could, have to, you could ask the, answer, the question, yes, that is all very good and fine if you talk about the neshama in, in the heavens above without its being trapped in a physical body. Over there, we stand above the reality of the world. But now we're in a neshama in a guf and we, the guf does have to deal with the physical reality around us. How can we expect, be expected to, at, to approach the ra- reality that way, in a way as if it doesn't exist? The answer to that is that in every generation there is a leader, a Nasi. That Nasi truly is a king, truly lives like a king. And they are the ones that bring out in us the ability, they encourage us and they inspire us, and they bring out the ability for us to be able to live like kings as well in regards to Torah and Mitzvahs. And since Moshe Rabbeinu and the Davod HaMelech and the Valshemta were all kings, in the sense that they were either in actual fact or that they lived above nature. And we know that Moshe Rabbeinu, his whole tenure uh, from Yitz, uh, before Yitzhak Mitzrayim until the four, after the 40 years in the desert was all lived in a very supernatural way. And Dovod HaMelech, we also know that Hashem did many, many miracles for him. If you read Tehillim, you will see that he thanks Hashem for this miracle, for that miracle. He was constantly being given all kinds of miraculous uh, events. In regards to the Valshemtav, needless to say that he lived in a, in, a, in a very miraculous way. In fact, we say when something incredible happens, a miracle happens, we say, Abalshemskemaisa. It's as if a, a story of the Valshemtav. In other words, the Valshemtav is the paradigm of miraculous events. So, therefore, from them we get our ability to be able to live outside of the physical reality, outside the natural reality, above the natural reality. What is it that each one of them brings, you know, that they don't repeat each other's work? Obviously, each one is bringing a different, a different thing to the table. To understand what each one individually brings, we look at what happened by Matan Torah. There are three distinct things that happened in Matan Torah. Hashem descended on, Matan, on, on Har Sinai. From up top down, He revealed Himself into the reality of the world. That was something which transcended the reality of the world. It was something that couldn't last. It was something that happened only for a, a period while Hashem was on Har Sinai, and then He receded. Then there was the effect that that revelation had on the world. What was the lasting effect? That the world became more refined, and therefore now it would be possible to, for the physical reality to somewhat be able to relate. It would be easier to refine the physical reality. Then there is, what is the purpose of all this? Why did it happen? It happened because, as we say in Chesidus, Hashem wanted, he wanted the dark, dense world to be transformed into a place of 
godliness, where the godliness can be comfortable, and that was the purpose of Matan Torah. So there is Hashem descending, the world be, becoming <coughs> somewhat more susceptible or receptible, recept, receiving of spirituality, and the purpose is to transform the physical, the dark reality into a godly place. This can be seen in the three periods which relate to Moshe Rabbeinu, David HaMelech, and to the Baal Shem Tev. The Moshe Rabbeinu led the Yidin in the Midbar. In the Midbar, they were completely, there was a, they received Torah as they were alive in Gufim, and therefore they remained with Matan Torah. They were completely dedicated to Torah. That's why they were given a life in which they were completely removed from the reality of the physical needs. Everything was done for them. They lived in the desert. Everything happened around them in a miraculous way, as is well known. They ate man. They, uh, they, their clothing was given to them and they grew with them and was laundered for them and so on. They had no need to be engaged in physical things. Then the Yidden went into Yisrael, where they already had to engage with farming and, and earning a living and so on, making things happen. But they still lived in a land in Yisrael where it was clear that Hashem was com- completely engaged and knew it was following everything that was done in Eretz Yisrael the eyes of Hashem are constantly upon Eretz Yisrael and they knew the way that they receive Parnassah was because they had to look upwards to rain as the Torah says as distinct from Mitzrayim Mitzrayim gets their water from the Nilus it almost seems like it happens on its own but in Eretz Yisrael we are intensely aware that we have to look heavenward for the rain to come. In other words, we know that we're dependent on Hashem. We know that all the blessing comes only from Hashem, even as we engage with the physical world. Similar to what happened in Yisrael, to what happened in the t- after Matan Torah, that Hashem was already more removed, but yet it had made things easier. It was more clear the the world could receive more influence from Hashem. Then there is the time of Golos, where we don't see the, what's happening in the background. We don't see, obviously, that Hashem is behind it all. And a person could become convinced, even a Yid could become convinced, that we are dependent on the physical rea- nature to be able to earn a living. We don't see anymore that it all comes from Hashem. Similar to what needs to be done in the physical world after Matan that we have to turn that into a, the dark world has to be turned into a place of Hashem. Now, when we said before that the, uh, that the revelation of Hashem after Matan, by Matan was only temporary, that's true for the rest of the world. But for the Yidden, Matan implanted in us Mamleches Kayin, that we are a kingdom, uh, a nation of kings. Meaning to say that to us, we have the ability to rise above the physical reality all the time, always. That is our new reality. But in order to accomplish that, we need the three leaders, Moshe Rabbeinu and David HaMelech and the, and the Baal Shem Tev, to be able to bring this out within us, each one in their own way, in their own period that they have to deal with. Moshe Rabbeinu, who his time was the time of the, the, the people that had received Torah when they were in Hashem's Begufim so they literally, actually through Moshe Rabbeinu's influence lived above nature he was able to bring them to a level where they lived above nature totally then when they came into Yisrael, which is the period of David HaMelech and they had to deal, engage with 
the physical world that man had already stopped that was over yet even though they had to engage with the physical but they were able to live and see that it all really comes from Hashem and that it's all dependent on Him and that it's all they just have to make a keli they just have to create the channel but it's really only because Hashem said to create a channel not that it's dependent on that not, a, not that it needs too, more and more of that channel it all comes from Hashem and even as you live in Israel and it's clear that it comes from Hashem but still there are having to be engaged in these things it's possible that a person should convince himself that the more farming you do the better you'll do therefore David HaMelech came along and he said and he brought out this Mamleches Kayinim to bring out that no you stand above it there is no need for that and that's what he was able to bring out in his, in his generation in his period of time that even in Eretz Yisrael we stand above it but then came along the time of the Golas. And especially in our time of Golas, when it's, uh, when it's truly a dark Golas. And over here, not only are we engaged with Parnassah, but we also worry about Parnassah. And it seems as if we need to pay more and more and more attention to it. And in such a darkness, a Yid could be, become convinced that with all this darkness, I can just barely hang on to being a Yid, to doing mitzvahs on a very basic level. Um, and especially if I bring a little more to the table and I, I make an effort to do a, a hider mitzvah and I, I actually dedicate more than the minimum time to learning Torah but how could you expect that a person in our generation in our day and age should consider themselves to be above nature how could we take on the world and approach it as if it doesn't exist at all and it doesn't present any interference at all to our Torah and mitzvahs comes along the Baal Shem and he says you should know that Hashem is you are a mamleches kainim you are a kingly nation and that Hashem in his own divine providence looks at every single detail in every, sing, in every single day of your life and pays attention to everything that you do and therefore you are above it all you are the receiving directly from Hashem and this influence to be able to lift up our, our generation the generation of Golos is even greater than being able to uplift the Yidin as they lived in Eretz Yisrael to David HaMelech and certainly more than that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to uplift the people in his generation in the, in the Midbar but of course Moshe and David HaMelech and the Hashem Tev are not just um, limited to influence in their own time period the truth is that, David Amel, uh, that Moshe Rabbeinu is eternal and David HaMelech is eternal and the Baal Shem Tev is eternal Moshe Rabbeinu of course Moshe Rabbeinu to every single Yid still has influence on us David HaMelech is Chai V'Kayam he's eternal the Baal Shem Tev, that it's through him that Mashiach will come through the re- revelation of his title that Mashiach will come certainly has a connection to every Yid in every, in every generation so their influence is also necessary for every Yid in every generation and that is because they each carry a certain type of Aveda that every Yid, the Aveda can be divided into three types of Aveda, and there are three types, categories of Yidin in every generation. And Moshe Rabbeinu speaks to one category in one Aveda, David HaMalach speaks to another category in another, a second Aveda, and the same with the Baal Shem Tev. What are the three types of Aveda that exist in a general sense? There is 
Taira, Aveda, and Gemilus Chasadim. Those are the three types of Aveda, the foundations of Taira, of Yiddishkeit. Taira is the revelation of Hashem's will and wisdom, and which comes from above down to reveal godliness into the God's wisdom into the world, and to lift the world up from uh, into the level of Taira, into a higher level. Taira has the ability to turn every Yid into a king, to be lifted above the physical reality of the world, as we know from Kel Gamer Alai, that the Bezdin, the, uh, the, through Taira, are able to even transform the physical reality, as we find in the Gemara. In other words, that Taira puts you above the world totally. Then there is davening. Davening is already when you have to ask for your requests. It's something that you are asking for, what, something that you need. But, it's asking Hashem to deal with your needs. It's not talking about engaging the physical world for your needs. You're directing your needs to Hashem and He should deal with it. So on the one hand, it's already down into your reality, but it's still your reality as expected to come from Hashem. Mitzvahs is already, Gemilus uh, which pertains to mitzvahs, is already engaging the actual physical reality. That's how we do mitzvahs, by Doing, using physical objects to transforming, to elevating physical objects, that means engaging the world itself and in that way, Moshe Rabbeinu even in our day, and David HaMelech they each have a segment of the Jewish community that they need to elevate that they elevate through their contribution, Moshe Rabbeinu is the one that accomplishes to the Mare Teira, his, his whole existence, his whole being is about Teira, and he transforms Yidin into Mamlechus Kayinim, the Yidin that are the masters of the world because they are the masters of Teira, that segment of Yidin. They are naturally above the world, and Moshe Rabbeinu is the one that, inf- that inspires them, and in fact, it's true also that it could, there could be a Yid which is not a master of Teira, there's not Teira Sumam he lives in the reality of the world, but for that time that he is engaged in learning Torah, he could be completely divorced and elevated above the physical world as well, because Moshe Rabbeinu lifts him up during that time at least from the world. David HaMelech is the one that's connected to Tefillah, he's the one that wrote Tehillim, Tehillim is one of the most basic svarim from which Tefillah is taken. So David HaMelech is able to lift up a year that the davening should not be as one davening could possibly be, which is, you daven, and you hope that Hashem fulfills your request, but sometimes it doesn't happen, or sometimes it doesn't happen fully. It's not perfectly answered, only some of your, answer, your prayer is answered, or sometimes it takes a long time until it comes about, it gets delayed. So Davana Malach says, no, a Yid can immediately rise above the reality of the world and that the prayer should be answered immediately and fully and perfectly and everything should happen in its fullest. The prayer should be answered in its fullest. Now we talk about the Baal Shem Tov. The Baal Shem Tov revealed into the world that in truth everything in the world is really Hashem. Hashem is what's behind every physical reality. The, only, the true physical and nothing it really exists only because Hashem's word keeps it alive, keeps it in, created it to begin with, and keeps it in creation and gives it life. So when you look around the world, you see only Hashem, that it's all just a manifestation of Hashem. 
In other words, that when you engage even the physical reality, even when we're submerged into the physical, we know that we're in just in, in touch with Hashem. It's all really Hashem. And therefore, when as we approach that when we approach a battle and we engage the physical, and it is a battle, but it's we know that we are above it, we are the kings, we are above it, we control it, and therefore Hashem will deliver it into our hands and it will be with, uh, with relative ease and that we will be able to accomplish to elevate everything in the world to a higher reality to Hashem's deliver it back to Hashem.